Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another TV Central 101 podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. This is episode 46, 2023. 100 everyday Australians stay on a remote island vying for a chance to win $1 million. But braving the harsh conditions with limited means isn't the only challenge on an island full of mystery, surprise, hardships, and rewards. This is Million Dollar Island. Your host is Ant Middleton. His time in the military saw him deployed to various conflict zones, including Northern Ireland, Macedonia, and Afghanistan. He earned a reputation for his leadership skills, endurance, and determination. Following his military career, Middleton transitioned into the world of television. He gained widespread recognition as the chief instructor on the reality TV show SAS Who Dares Wins in the UK and here with SAS Australia. Middleton is also an accomplished author. He has written several books, including First Man In, Leading from the Front, which details his military experiences and leadership philosophy. He continues to inspire others with his messages of resilience, determination, and leadership. Now the front man of Million Dollar Island, Ant Middleton, joins me now at TV Central. Ant, thank you for joining me. Wow, Aaron, that was quite some intro. Thank you very much. You're, you're way too kind. Normally, well, you, uh, <laughs> you're a busy man, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, yeah, I am a busy man. It's been an extremely busy year, to be fair. Um, Channel Seven have kept me extremely busy with um, with SAS Australia, and um, why we're here, Million Dollar Island. So uh, busy, busy, can't complain. If you hang around long enough at Channel 7, you'll end up on Dancing with the Stars. So that's probably next for you. Well, listen, <laughs> I don't think I'll go down that route. But um, listen, we never know. Never say never, right? That's right. Mm. Now, you are used to the hard line in SAS, but I did see a smile in Million Dollar Island as you welcomed the contestants and heaps of positive encouragement. Was it a refreshing change to be in a primetime show with a different kind of role? Uh, yes, it was. Um, and the million dollar island is more me, you know, that's who, who I am. Um, I am a family man. I love, uh, helping people. I like seeing people develop. I like seeing people succeed. Um, SAS when I'm the chief instructor, that's a small substrata of, of, of who I am, you know, the disciplinarian. Um, and it's such a unique show SAS that, you know, the screaming and shouting, is because I have to install this discipline, this military discipline in such a short amount of time that it can, well, it does come across as very brutal, um, mm. but honest. Where with Million Dollar Island, um, yeah, I was there. I was their biggest cheerleaders, ultimately, uh, biggest cheerleader. Um, I was there to encourage them. I was there to help them through because they had to survive for one whole month on this island in Malaysia. And uh, on top of that, they had to battle it out every single day with challenges which, you know, you combine those two, you're in for a brutal and uh, rude awakening experience. Um, because like I said, just to survive for one month on an island with minimal rations and supplies is hardcore enough. And when you chuck the mix of a million bucks in there and also uh, challenges, whether they're physical, psychological or emotional challenges, you know, you're going to be in for a rough ride. Yeah, for sure. So let, let's set the scene. I mean, you, you have just about there um, for Million Dollar Island. We know that each contestant has a wristband uh, worth $10,000. With 100 players, that's obviously a million dollars. What happens from there? Um, so the million dollars must stay on the island. So if you get eliminated, which uh, the contestants uh, challenge each other on a, on a almost daily basis, 
Um, and if they win the challenge, then they win the bracelets, whoever was part of the challenge. And if they lose, um, then they risk uh, being eliminated. Mm. So once you get eliminated, um, that's you off the island. Uh, you can also choose to leave at any given time. So they're all volunteers. So they can leave whenever they want. But however, their bracelet or bracelets, if they want some, must stay on the, on the island. And they've got okay. the opportunity to gift them to whoever they want. And there's a fa- there's a phrase on Million Dollar Island. It says, uh, friendship uh, brings fortunes. Mm. Um, so if you're if you create a bond with someone and they leave and they give you their bracelets, you know, we see people go from, t- from $10,000 to like 40, $50,000, you know, sort of overnight. So it's a, it's a fascinating concept. And uh, towards the end, you see the, uh, the, uh, the, the worst of humanity, I would say, you know, you see uh, people get really carried away with, with the, uh, with the million bucks that's, uh, that's up for, for grabs. So um, at first it's quite nicey, nicey. Um, and then all of a sudden you see, <laughs> you see, you know, a real competitive side come out. So it was a fascinating experience. I felt like after watching the first episode, there was definitely a number of people that underestimated the competition. It seemed like they were in their own mind, had their own strategy. Some were fit and, and some very determined. But there is so much more to this game of uh, friendships, connections, teamwork, participation. Did you think some people underestimated the game? Yeah, I think they they thought that, that you know, they're going to just do a few challenges and then they're done and then they get a good night's sleep. But it was, it was what you saw. It was survival at its most extreme, more or less. And then combat, you know, physical, psychological challenges um, on top of that. So when you're drained, you're tired, you're hungry and you know, you're sleep deprived and, you know, people are annoying you, their little habits are annoying you as time goes by, then all of a sudden, you know, you've got to battle out against these people. Um, yeah, it really, it was a hardcore process and you sort of, you sort of saw people crumble, you know, break and crumble. Um, but you also saw people sort of embrace the experience and just become, you know, you know, better, stronger, um, you see, and you see them really, really come into their own and, and fight through. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a great show to host. It was a great show to uh, to sort of sit back and watch them go through this experience and help them out where I could. Yeah. Um, in episode one, I mean, this podcast will be up just after the episode, so I can mention this. The first challenge was won by Brett. He actually missed the jump twice at the start of the challenge and uh, was in for a near impossible uphill battle. He definitely wasn't the fittest. In fact, some of his competition had all the abs and muscles. Brett ended up winning. Would it, would it fair, to say, fair to say that uh, abs alone won't win you a million dollars? Listen, nothing is impossible on Million Dollar Island. Aaron, so um, the challenges were designed, you know, to be a mixture of physical, psychological, and and emotional. You know, they 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 do get emotional um, when they get frustrated and when they lose focus and get distracted. So you know, it's not always what it's what they seem. And as the challenges went on, people were being, you know their game plans were really kicking in. They were like, do I not, who do I nominate? Do I nominate myself? 
who do I put up for these challenges? We don't know what the challenges are. You know, you can put all the, the physical guys up, but it might not be, there might not be a physical challenge. So, um, you know, they really, they really had to think after they saw Brett, um, who came from, you know, far behind to go on and win the challenge. That's when, that's when they knew that anything was possible and uh, to not underestimate um, anybody on the island. Yeah. So t- tell me about the island where the show is filmed. It looks absolutely beautiful. I believe it's off at Langkawi somewhere. Yeah, it's an island off Langkawi. Yeah, beautiful. Humidity was high, so, it, you know, it made it even worse. Um, there was a lot of wildlife, whether it's snakes, spiders, yeah. boar, you know, there was everything on the island, really. Scorpions, uh, you name it. So, um, yeah, they had to be, the contestants had to be switched on and very aware of where they were going, you know, what they were um, getting involved with, what they were eating. So, um, yeah, again, just survival at its rawest. You you take everything away and you have to survive, you know. It's in us anyway. But because life's so comfortable uh, and society's so comfortable, um, you almost forget how to survive. Well, this is really good to see uh, that it's still in us. It's, the DNA is still there. You know, ultimately, life is one big survival, right? So uh, when you take away all the materialistical stuff, um, then you have to survive. People adapt very quickly. So it's good to see that side also. Well, let's talk about that component of the show, the survival part. I mean, they do have some supplies at the start of the journey, but it'll be about living off nature for a major part of the show. What kind of... Food um, does the natural island provide for the contestants? Because I'm sure they're not going to be eating scorpions. <laughs> they're all sorts. They were by the sea. So first of all, seafood. <clears throat> mm. You know, <laughs> the ocean supplies, you know, I don't need to tell anyone you know, to suck eggs and I don't mean to tell them to suck eggs, but the sea supplies everything, you know, mm. from, from crabs to fish to sea cucumbers to, you know, to... to um, see uh shell food everything and then you've got the the islands again you know it's there's enough on the island to uh to survive so there was ample amount of food believe it or not um to to hot to, to forage and to hunt for and also um they were given a supply at the very beginning on mm. day one which they all sort of tore through and destroyed <laughs> and, uh, and and hid and argued over and fought over uh, but ultimately you know if they knew what they were doing there's plenty plenty of food in yeah. and around the island well the temp- temperatures are pretty tropical there i think up to 38 degrees um uh, we did see one medical retiree um in the <sighs> first episode are we likely to see more across the season yeah, you do see quite a few people um, drop. Um, and there's all sorts that kick in, all sorts of wildness and all sorts of uh, chaoticness and uh, manicness that goes on um, with, with, pe- with individuals. Um, now, whether that's through exhaustion um, from the challenges, whether that's through malnutrition, whether that's through you know, not eating enough or whatever it may be. We do, uh, we do see a bit of that. And that's all part of survival. You know, how much are you willing to, to, to put in? How much are you willing to go, go out and forage? How much are you willing to, to stay alive ultimately um, <laughs> whilst in those extreme conditions? Mm. Um, 
yeah, there's, 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 it is brutal on the body. It's brutal on the mind. And ultimately, you know, looking back on it, it was an extremely brutal experience for them. So, you know, kudos to all the contestants. I know it's a little bit in retrospect, but what advice would you give to the contestants that are facing like self-doubt, frustration and are on the verge of quitting? You've just got to surrender yourself to the environment, surrender yourself to, to, to the game. You know, a lot of people overthink and that's their worst, um, worst downfall. That's their biggest downfall is when people overthink. You know, they think that, that they know what's going to happen. They think they've uh, got a game plan. They think they've, you know, they've got it all, all sussed out. Well, ultimately, you know, you'll never win against Mother Nature. You've got to completely surrender yourself. You've got to take each hour as it comes. And ultimately, you've got to flip that mindset from a negative one, you know, be thinking that you're in a negative situation to a positive one, you know, knowing that you've got everything that you need to survive. Um, you just need to get out there and work hard and, uh, and, and, you know, really uh, be in it to win it ultimately. Um, because the moment you become a bystander on anything like that and you're, you're waiting for people to help you out and to, to, to really pull you through, then, uh, yeah, you're not going to make it. All right, on to something else. You're also the host of SAS Australia uh, with the show returning later this year. Now, we won't focus on that too much, but but this year we have Anthony Mundine, Cassie Sainsbury, known as Cocaine Cassie, Craig McLaughlin and Jason Ackermanis. Wow. <laughs> is it fair to say this is going to be a fiery season? That's some fiery personalities there. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. But you'll be surprised how quickly people humble themselves <laughs> on uh, on SAS. You know, it's... Uh, it's such a unique show and, you know, when I'm allowed to run it, um, the best way I know how, which uh, Channel 7 do let me do, which is, uh, which is amazing. Then, yeah, people come on there with, uh, with a sort of game plan on how they're going to act, how they're going to play it out. But again, it's one of those courses where, and I call it a course because that's what I run. You know, Channel 7, turn it into a show. I run a, uh, a military-style course. Mm. Um, yeah, the attitudes and the egos, we soon we soon thrash it out of them. Um, but, yeah, we do come up against it. Um, and we uh, this season is, is, is fiery, to say <laughs> the least. You know, you're not only, you know, you've got a couple of fiery personalities in there and uh, they certainly shine through. For sure. Um, well, SES is is one of my favourite shows, not because of the controversy, but for people that find things from within that they never thought they had. They find resilience they thought they never had. They find emotions that they'd never explored. I have spoken to uh, a few of the past contestants after the show, and most say it's literally changed their life. Is it rewarding to see, you know, that life-changing experience people get from the show? Yeah, and that's why I still do it. It's exactly that, you know, people, you know, once you dig into the, to the nooks and crannies of the show, it's exactly that. You know, we're there to develop people. We're there to let, make people realise what they're capable of, um, where their potential lie, um, you know, who, who they are ultimately. And the, the, once they walk away from the show, they walk away with a, with a newfound respect for themselves, you know, self-belief, uh, you know, tools and... Uh, and capabilities to to tackle life head on and that's what the show is all about but we do it in such a, a short amount of time that it has to be almost 
you know, to put them through the hardship and suffering. Um, and once they come out the other end, you know, you've got a huge life experience. You've got a huge uh, self-confidence mm. and, and self-belief. So, uh, yeah, it's really great. And that's why I still do it. And that's why it's so important that this show, SAS, keeps that authenticity, keeps that rawness, keeps that realness. Um, because the moment you lose that, then you it becomes a scripted show and, and, and you, you just, you know, you, you lose the, the, the true format that, you know, that I built back in 2015. Mm. You're, you're also an author with four nonfiction books, including First Men In, The Fear Bubble, Zero Negativity and Mental Fitness, which have all been Sunday Times bestsellers in the UK, earning you gold status at the Nielsen Awards. Your latest book, The Wall, is out now. Can you give me a bit of a rundown on what that one's about? Yeah, The Wall is about, you know, when we hit a wall, we are ultimately all hit a wall in life and it's just being honest with yourself and realizing that you know we all do it um where then it could be a small war it could be a physical war it could be an emotional war it could be a psychological war it could be a combination of two or three you know two of those it could be a combination of all three and it's just about you know being honest with yourself realizing that life is tough that we never get it right all, all of the time if if anything you know we go through life getting most things wrong and that's how we learn mm. and that's how we progress through life through learning through growing through, through becoming a better version and it's just about not acknowledging when you've hit a wall when you become stagnant when you've lost motivation um and again just being honest with yourself realizing what that wall is in order to to tackle it and and get over it through it or around it um so it just breaks it down into into the emotional side the psychological and and, and the physical side of of hitting walls and you know the walls can be as, as small as you know not being motivated for the gym or mm. as big as you know losing losing a loved one and uh really struggling with 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 getting through through that those moments um but we hit walls all the time you know we don't just hit these big big walls and then you know once or twice in our life we hit these walls far more than people realize the moment we realise that we've hit a wall, then we can do something about it. But it's just about being honest with yourself and uh, and really breaking things down. Yeah. Your um, new show, uh, Fear Bubble, Your Life, Your Time, teaches attendees the importance of emotional intelligence and how to cultivate it by harnessing our fears. I believe that's during mm-hmm. later this year. Can you tell me more about what people can expect from the, the live show? Yeah, I talk about emotional intelligence. You know, it's not it's not baffling a uh, couple of words, emotional intelligence is understanding the emotion for what it is and using it, you know, to your advantage or making it work for you. That's the intelligent part, right? It's, uh, it's just acknowledging what that emotion is. It could be fear. It could be multiple. And I talk about the fear bubble, um, you know, fear grips us and stops us from achieving almost everything, whether that's fear of, of, of phobias, whether it's, it's fear of not being good enough, fear of the unknown, you know there's multiple fears out there that stop us in our tracks and um and stop us from committing and when we don't commit we don't try we don't learn we don't grow and uh we we live in the void i call it mm. so um it's how it's the tour's about you know really taking charge of you as an individual taking charge of your emotions because your emotions are you and uh making them work for you because the moment you you work in sync and 
in harmony with your emotions, you will achieve amazing things. But um, it's our emotions um, that stop us um, 90% of the time from really reaching the levels that we're capable of reaching. So I'll be talking about, um, about SAS. I'll be talking about some military experiences that I've had uh, where I've really had to, you know, use and harness my fear and make it work for me and use it to my advantage, um, especially in the military where if I got it wrong, it, it could cost me or my comrades my life. Um, I talk about um, K2. So I recently uh, climbed K2 last year, which is the hardest uh, mountain in the world to climb. And I used uh, a lot of uh, emotional intelligence to climb that mountain because yeah. the physical side for me wasn't, wasn't the hardest bit. It was the, it was the emotional side of climbing mm-hmm. such a dangerous mountain the why behind it, why did I do it? And also leaving my family behind, you know, I've got five children and a wife and I'm, I'm off climbing the most dangerous mountain in the world. It, it, you know, it really, there were moments where, you know, my emotions got the better of me and I really had to sort of keep them into check and realize why I, I sacrifice what I do in order to, to get to where I need to be for myself and my family. So it's, uh, you're going to see some behind-the-scenes footage of K2, some never-seen footage. Um, so you're going to hear some military stories that I haven't told um, of yep. fear when I was scared, um, you know, not about me running through the doors and, you know, it's when I was scared and when I did feel really, really vulnerable. And uh, hopefully, you know, especially coming out in the last couple of years, it can really lift people, make them understand that we're human, we uh you know, we all have emotions. It's okay, and it's uh, it's about harnessing them and making them making them work for you. Yeah. So uh, a lot of lot of a uh, lot of behind the scenes stuff and never seen never seen before stuff. Also, I'm going to be talking about mutiny when I um when I had done mute the mutiny on the bounty from 1789. I re- reenacted um, Captain Bly's journey, and I'm going to be talking about uh, about that as well because um, uh, I hit a few of the uh, Australian Island, Sunday Island, I hit, you know, mm. I sort of reciprocated Captain Bly's journey. So um, I'm going to be talking about that and showing some footage of that as well. So it's going to be an action-packed sort of uh, action-packed uh, tour. And I just can't wait to to, to get in front of people and uh, hopefully uh, make them walk away feeling like uh, they can, you know, really take charge of themselves. Yeah. Well, I saw a Perth date in there, so I'll head along to that one. Um, Million Dollar Ida looks huge. Great to see you in a, a different role and a smile. Uh, many success with the show, and we'll check back with you later in the year for all of your other endeavours. But thank you for joining me here at TV Central. Thanks, Aaron. You're a gentleman. Thanks very much. All right. Cheers. that was. That was Ant Middleton, host of Million Dollar Island across 7 and 7 Plus. You can also catch Ant in the new season of SAS Australia this year. Plus, look out for the Fear Bubble, Your Life, uh, Your Time Tour later this year. And jump online and check out Ant's motivational books, including the latest titled The Wall. That's it for this podcast. For all the latest news, streaming options, ratings, television guides and podcasts, head to tvcentral.com.au. Until next time, I'm Aaron Ryan. Thanks to Ant Middleton. Bye for now. 